0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Living with Power Hope podcast. We are in a series of the Book of Acts called the Upside Down series. I am so glad you tuned in. We teach the Bible, providing biblical truth for everyday life. So no matter what you're going through right now, I believe with all my heart that God's Word will have power to change you and to help you and to encourage you. I love the Lord Jesus Christ. I am a physician by practice and also run a ministry of teaching the Bible and writing about God. You can find me at livingwithpower.org. Uh, In the meantime, I want you to sit back and listen up as we delve into the book of Acts and focus on God's word and ask the Lord to change us in every way that he needs to. Won't you do that with me? And if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, I hope you do so now. I hope you tell your friends about it. And I hope that you're finding these teachings useful for you. So let's listen up and see what God has for us today are you walking with the joy of the Lord are you leaping and praising God and and I know some of you if you think like me because I tend to be a little bit jaded and cynical and I'd be like well but the guy I mean he was lame and now he walks but me my problems are still there and I think the problem with us is that we don't have a clear understanding of what Jesus Christ has done for us and 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 we are so focused on our circumstances and we are so focused on that thing that we think God will not change that we, we We have lost sight of the fact that Jesus Christ has saved us from the domain of darkness and put us in the kingdom of his marvelous light how long has it been since you reviewed what he's done in your life I'm gonna go there for a second where it says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound then listen to this, in verse 3 of Isaiah 61, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and the garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. Are, Are you feeling heavy tonight about something? Can I remind you that Christ has replaced that heaviness with his garment of praise do you need to remember a little bit what Christ has done for you? Can I read a few verses of Ephesians for you? Just reflecting on some of those verses before I came tonight. Listen to this it says, And you, if you know Christ, if you've been healed by Christ, you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. You were dead. Following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. It says, But God, in verse 4, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Do you see it? By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in christ jesus you are sitting in the heavenly places in christ jesus you say to me i look like i'm sitting in the pit well no it's time for you to get out of that pit because you have been giving it's only a matter of time before you see that come to pass but you are positionally in christ jesus you have been accepted in the family of god you are adopted romans 8 talks about that and you say well well you don't understand there's a lot of sin in my life and it's really i, I just i'm not in a place where i'm really good with god but you understand that nothing can separate you from god, from christ romans 8 goes on to say that that we are more than conquerors in those things so for you it may just be a matter of coming to repentance and we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes but but do you see that joy returns when you understand what Christ has done for you? When you take your eyes off of your circumstances and off of your feelings and you fix them on the truth of the word of God and what Christ has done for you. I got another email today. I love this. This is a friend who rarely, rarely emails me and asks for prayer. But she says this, please pray for me today. This woman has exemplified the joy of the Lord. Do you know people like that? I call them old-fashioned Christians. I grew up, I'm telling you, I grew up in West Beirut in the 70s. Do you understand? It was not a happy place to grow up. I mean, we never knew, there was many days where we had no electricity, and some of you know how that feels because of the times that we went through that uh, with the hurricane, whatever it is, some kind of natural disaster hitting Chicago, but, but no bread, no gas. We never knew when the bombs would start on us. I mean, we lived in desperate times. And I remember, I mean, I was meditating on these on these things this morning, and I was thinking about people like Mrs. Taylor, the pastor's wife in the first missionary church that we went to. I, I don't think I ever saw her unhappy. I don't think I ever saw her worried. She just had the glow of the Lord old lady who just lived her life in faith i thought about joy dagger another pastor's wife who who her husband would go and share the gospel and his life was at risk many times persecuted and and several times we had to take refuge in their home and there was such a joy about her that i find is lacking in our western world where we have everything we think we could need but this woman she's one of those old-fashioned christians she says please pray for me today as all seems confused to me but him Did you get that sentence? As all seems confused but him. This has been a day of spiritual seeking and pain. Many tears and soul searching. Sometimes it is difficult to tell myself the truth because feelings are loud. That resonates with me. Then she says this. I'm so glad nothing about my salvation and my relationship with God is based on the tide of emotions, especially my emotions. There is no doubt that the Lord is challenging me to grow and to step out further on the limb of trust me my whole life just seems to me because I think that when we focus on feelings it's just a seeming sense of experience but I wonder how God sees it so she looks at her life and says it seems to me that this is happening but then focus on well, what do you think God is doing again you look at the girl earlier in the hospital she sees the problem medical bills that are accumulating the asthma attack that's about to kill her, the CT scan with the, with the spots on it. But what is God seeing? He's seeing a moment of intervention where a respiratory therapist has been parking his car at Elgin, waiting for someone to share the good news with him, and now he's coming to church, and his life will be radically transformed. Every one of us should walk out of this room tonight walking and leaping and praising God. Is the joy of the Lord in your life? Write this third point down. When Christ heals you, everyone will see it. Because I know some of you, you're like, "Well, I'm joyful. I'm just not one of those people that shows joy." You know, like we're city people. We don't like walk around. We're not like in the South, where people walk around. Oh, I'm so happy you're here! Give me a hug. We don't do that up here, do we? We're like, I'm yeah, yeah. Some of you guys do that. We'll hug later. Don't worry, guys. But we don't. We're just we're 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 Chicagoans, and, and so so we're like, well, I'm happy, but you know. It's all like under. (laughs) Look at what the people did around him. It says, and all the people saw him walking and praising God in verse 9 and and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple. There was no question who this guy was. It wasn't like, oh, now he's walking. I don't quite recognize him. No, he didn't know who this guy was. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. And so they run after Peter and John. They ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's, astounded, amazed, filled with wonder, astounded. Those aren't even followers of Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, when you're living with the joy of the Lord overflowing in your life, people will see it. Your people at work will see it. Your people in your family will see it. Your people in your neighborhood will see it. There will be a difference in your life. They will look at you and wonder, why is she so happy? When was the last time someone came to you? And by the way, I, I, I speak these things to myself. When was the last time someone came to us and says, you just seem so happy? Well, what's the reason? When you're ho- ho- all these problems are going on in the world, how can you be so happy? I, I feel like we've lost our sense of wonder and amazement. I, I'm telling you, I, I think we get spoiled at this church. I us thinking about this weekend. We're so used to seeing people get saved pastor preaches his heart out he gives an invitation for salvation and, and like hundreds of people at five campuses get baptized and claim the name of jesus christ do you understand how unique that is but but i'm telling you I'm, I, I get to the point where i'm like, yeah you know 80 people got baptized big deal at our campus we only got 80 out of the two you know and it's like well it could have been a hundred you know there's been some tr- where's the sense of wonder Do you understand that one person getting up and getting baptized is amazing? This person is standing up in front of our church saying, I will follow Jesus the rest of my life. I will turn my back on sin. I have embraced what Christ has done for me on the cross. I cannot do it on my own. I am relying on the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross for my sin. That is amazing. Do we walk around with a sense of wonder and amazement over what Christ has done for us? Those of you who have, like me, grown up in Christian homes, been around churches for some time, are you amazed at what God is doing in your life? Everybody sees it. The disciples see it. The people around see it. Write this point down, number four. When Christ heals you, the gospel is spread. When Christ sees you, the gospel is spread. Peter and John, they're interesting, so picture it with me. Peter just had this amazing service, right? 3,000 people get saved. I mean... I, I, I'm telling you, that's incredible. That's incredible. The Holy Spirit, well, beyond that, the Holy Spirit fills them. They're speaking in tongues. 3,000 people get saved. I mean, this is a fisherman. I, I mean, I don't know much about fishing, but, like, I just don't think that they're, like, the best public speakers in the world, right? I mean, no offense, but, but I, I, I mean, but this guy's life has been radically transformed. He's seen the risen Christ. He's been forgiven of his shame and his guilt, and he's come face to face with his own weaknesses, and he's, and he's, been, he's been redeemed, he has experienced the grace of God in a way that is unbelievable. And, and so here he is now. So all this is going on, but he shows up, 3,000 people get saved, and then he goes, and, and this guy starts walking. I mean, this is incredible. I would love that to happen in the ER one time, like where someone comes in, and they can't walk, and I'm like, in the name of Jesus, stand up. I would love that. And so what does he do? So everyone comes, and like, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? How'd you do it? And, and 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 I don't know about you, but if I were Peter, I'd have a temptation to be like, well, it was a little hard. I mean, you know... All this fishing over the years, it's kind of like equipped me to like carry heavy things. And, you know, I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm talented that way. But Peter doesn't do that. It's incredible because Peter's attention is on who? It's on Jesus Christ. And he goes straight into what? He goes straight into ministry mode and he goes straight into telling about Jesus Christ. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. This isn't about me. And I think how easy it would have been for Peter to just try to take a little bit of credit. Do you know that I'm impressed that in the word of God, not a, we, we get so focused on telling our story when we go sharing Christ with others. Well, you know, Christ came and did this in my life. And I think that's wonderful. But I'm amazed that in all the sermons that we've heard Peter do, like in, in Acts 2 and in Acts 3, you guys have spent time doing the homework. How many times have you heard him tell his story? He, he really doesn't I mean he may have but but the Holy Spirit doesn't put it here why because the emphasis isn't on our story it's on it's on what Christ has done Do you understand that that what makes our salvation unique is not that we believe it but it's that it happened and that the king of the universe came down the Creator God Almighty sent down his son Jesus Christ to be born of a virgin to live a sinless life to die on a cross for our sins And there's no, you don't have to jazz it up. You don't have to add anything to the story. You just start telling people the story and you will start hearing that they will turn their lives to Christ. It doesn't matter what's happened to you. The odds are, if you're like like me, you've come to Christ, you've gotten saved and you've had ample failure since then in your life. But you're still relying on the grace of God to get you through it. Day after day after day, as you learn to crucify the the flesh, to live in the power of the spirit and, and to someday see Christ and be turned into his likeness. So it's not that our story is the power. It's the truth of Jesus Christ and what he's done for us on the cross and his resurrection that is the powerful story of the gospel. And Peter understands that. And so he goes straight into the message and he goes through it. I'm not going to read all of it, but it says, Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? As though by our own power we have made him walk. Verse 13, he goes back to the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac. And Remember, his audience is a Jewish audience still. We haven't gotten to the Gentiles yet. So he's using uh, things that they would understand. And then he starts Adam. He says, whom you delivered over and denied in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. And there were probably some people in the audience that are like, I wasn't even there. But he's like, no, 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 no. You're, you're guilty. And then he says, he says, and you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses, and his name, by faith in his name, you come back to that name, has made this man strong whom you see and know, and the faith that is through Jesus has given, this, has given the man this perfect health in the presence of you all. And now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance. And by the way, ignorance does not excuse. There are many people who may be ignorant to the truth of the gospel, hopefully less and less as more and more missionaries spread the word of God. But just because you're ignorant is not an excuse. Romans 1 and 2 talks about how, how we have, God has given us, there, there's, there, creation has been given to us. There's, there's no one will have an excuse when we stand before God Almighty. He says, but what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets that his Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled. And then verse 19, and that's the last couple of verses I'll read. Repent therefore and turn again that your sins may be blotted out that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. When Christ heals you, the gospel is spread. The door for sharing the gospel was opened, and Peter took it. The mouth of the disciples was made open. The ears of the listeners were made open. Truth was spoken. And Peter hits on it. You are guilty. You need to turn. Every one of us who's embraced Jesus Christ as our Savior have understood that at one point, that we are guilty, that we killed the author of life. And then healing has come. The last point there I have is this. When Christ heals you, times of refreshing will come. When Christ heals you, times of refreshing will come. I love verses 19 and 20. I get in times in my life, I don't know if you do too, where things get stale and dry. You know, it's kind of like the weather. The summers was so hot. And, and I, I mean, I'm not a fan of rain. Given an option, I want sunny days every day of the year. But like days like today, I'm telling you, I appreciate it because I look outside and I see the grass and my mums that I bought that are just fading. And I feel guilty because I had to you know pay for them which not a lot but still and then I have to look at them and I'm always like I need to water them but I'm, you know you know the things you tell yourself like I'll water them tomorrow so when it rains I'm so happy because it's refreshing it and I can see the difference I can see the flowers bloom I can see the grass grow and I see the same thing happen in my life where I go through periods where it just gets dry and and sometimes I just get in certain habits come back up and and, and I just need refreshing and you say how does refreshing come to the Christian how does refreshing come to anyone? And, and it's simply, in this is in repentance. It, it's in repentance and in, it's in turning back to God. I, I, the word blotted out is a great word because because it's like and i think um, uh, every commentary i read about that talks about that and i think it's relevant but but in the old days they didn't write like we do they would write on this parchment and it was kind of the words laid on top of the parchment so that if you were going to erase the words you would just wash them off and when you wash them off there was no evidence of what was written if we erase words in our modern day you can kind of always see what's written well it wasn't like that in the old days when when this gospel when acts was, was written when they were removed, those words, they were blotted out so you couldn't even see the words that were written. And that's the kind of forgiveness that God gives us. So many of you walk around with this guilt over your back. Like, like has God really forgiven me? What I've done is really bad. Do you understand that His blood has blotted out your sin if you've turned to Him in salvation? Do you understand that? And even if you came to Christ and you continue to sin, it's awful because you're grieving the Lord and there has to be victory in your life. But do you understand that Christ's blood has already forgiven you of these sins? But, but I think what we often have to do to get times of refreshing is to consider our lives again and to look at the attitudes of our heart and to look at the words of our mouth and to look at the actions that we, we do and, and to say, Lord, am I right with you? And, and I'm telling you, inevitably, time and again, when I felt those seasons of desert, it's because there's been some sin pattern in my life that God wants to rid me of. And the question is, again, like we talked about last week, are you going to surrender and repent or are you going to continue in your ways? i thought about some verses in the bible that uh, when i first think about restoring a relationship or or this concept of repentance two things came to mind one is psalms 51 many of you know that psalms with king with david how he had done so many bad things he had a, a robust relationship with the lord but at one point he took his eyes off the lord and and went after bathsheba and thought that she would fulfill his satisfy him but he was wrong and he ended up with much sin in his life and consequences of sin and there was a point in psalms 51 where he had to turn didn't he And in Psalms 51, he talks about restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Some of you need that restoration tonight. The other passage that came to mind is Psalms 85. And it says this, Lord, you were favorable to your land. You restored the portions of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You covered all their sin. You withdrew all your wrath. You turned from your hot anger. Restore us again, O God of our salvation, and put away your indignation toward us. I love that Psalms because I want to give you just a little bit of history, and I'm kind of wrapping up right now. You know who wrote that Psalms, if you look at Psalms 85? It says, to the choir master, a psalm of the sons of Korah. And, and many of you may not recognize that name, Korah. But jot down this reference. You're not going to read the story now, but I'm going to refer to it. Numbers 16. In number 16, there's a story about the sons of Korah and Moses. The sons of Korah were people that, Christ, that God had given uh, the job of manning the temple, of taking care of the temple. But it wasn't good enough for them. They challenged Moses. They took him on, and he said, "Moses, who do you think you are? You're not our leader. What, do you, what makes you think you're so great?" Well, Moses had just gotten him out of Egypt. I would think that they would have recognized the ten, you know, the ten plagues going through the Red Sea. Like there's ample evidence that Moses is the guy. But they still come against him. They question his authority. They, they attack him. And what happens? Moses is, like, devastated because he's poured his life for these people. They're thankless, thankless, thankless. And so God defends Moses. And in the story, when you go home, you're going to read it in Numbers 16. What happens? God says, I'm I'm taking them out. All these sons of Korah. And and Moses intercedes on their behalf. And all this to say that the earth opens up and swallows up the sons of Korah. I mean, they're eaten up. They're destroyed because of their sin. But God, in his mercy, saved some of their descendants. And you get to Psalms 85, and you hear these words, Lord, you were favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You covered all their sin. You withdrew all your wrath. Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? By the sons of Korah. Do you feel like you're too bad for God? Like you've just done things that you're like, when I first came to Christ, like he granted me mercy. But but after a while, I don't know, I think I've run out of mercy. Do you understand that you're not beyond God's mercy? And, and for you tonight, if you're living in that state of sin and of separation from God and of feeling the weight of guilt, can I urge you to repent and turn to God that times of refreshing may come back? Hosea 6, and this is the last verse that I'll read, says this. Come. Hosea 6 verse 1 says come let us return to the Lord for he has torn us that he may heal us he has struck us down and he will bind us up after two days he will revive us on the third day he will raise us up that we may live before him let us know let us press on to know the Lord his going out is as sure as dawn he will come to us as the showers as the spring rains that water the earth and if you're like me you want that coming of the Lord in your lives. God wants to have that relationship with you. He wants you to turn to Him. He wants to heal you. Well, that's our teaching for today, and I'm so glad you checked in, and I pray that God is at work in your life, even as you conclude this time in the Word. Hey, I can't wait to be back with you next week. In the meantime, know that you can download our app. It's called the Living With Power app, where you can access all teachings and resources at your fingertip. You can also spend some time on our website. It's the livingwithpower.org website, where you can also find out about our global work. Uh, We have a store that you can buy more resources on or download free studies. Hey, are you following me on Instagram? I show up daily trying to provide encouragement to you and a little tidbit of God's word in a world of social media. And if you are here for the first time, again, welcome. Thanks for being here. And if you've been here before, please come back again and subscribe to this podcast. But more importantly, just know that God loves you. He's for you. And I can't wait to be back with you next week.